God is good, and we're going to see great things happen for him. PK and I uh, just love you, and we're so uh, honored to uh, be cheering you on. So I want to talk about today, uh, the, the title of this message is Love is a Verb. How many remember DC Talk? Come on, yes, DC Talk, yo, love is a verb. Okay, so, uh, but we're actually, I got to talk about something that nobody really likes. If you're a speaker, I don't like to talk, I don't want to, because in my mind, it doesn't, I don't feel that, it doesn't exist, but I got to talk about racism, because that's all that's going on around now. All, all of a sudden, COVID is, COVID what? And, and all of that, it's now, it's all turned to this, and so... I'm glad that you're here, but we have to deal with some stuff. We don't want to be just an ostrich putting our head in the sand, but yet, what has happened to America, people? What has happened to the land of the free, home of the brave, all this? I mean, what are we doing? So we're going to talk about some of that today, and I, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do my best to show you God's viewpoint on what we need to talk about. Not my view, not your view, but let's look at his and let's, let's follow that, and let's look and see what God says, what, what the Bible has to say about it. But, you know, racism isn't really a Bible word. The scriptures don't use it. Racism isn't a thing. Let me tell you, and let me just explain, it's a spirit. It's, not a, it's a spirit. It is the spirit of division. It's the work of the enemy himself, the devil, and his demonic little imps and helpers he sends out to do divisionary work. Let's look at God's work. God's work is peace and harmony and unity and joy. John 14, 27 says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind. How many would like some of that? Give me some peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you is a gift the world cannot give. You can't find this on CNN. You can't find it on Fox. You're not going to find it on it. You've got to get it from God. So don't be troubled or afraid. Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but the living of a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you follow love, and God is love, that spirit of racism, that spirit of division, will never be able to take a root in your life, never be able to get a foothold in your life. Love doesn't give it a place. Love isn't about color. Remember this, it is a spirit. And at its root, it is just a divisive spirit. Racism. I'm going to give you at least seven things. There could be more. I'm going to give you seven. They're not going to take very long. Uh, just that we could put an end to that spirit in your life, in your family. Not that you're, maybe you're not experiencing any of that. I'm not saying you are. I'm not accusing. You give me hate mail. Don't worry about it. I probably won't respond because I love you. This, I'm just saying, we all uh, have to do our part. But the world seems to be going nuts. Nobody in their right mind would take a rattlesnake and just set it and loose it in your house and say, go ahead, make your way, we'll, we'll meet with you later on. But that's what's happening right now. People are throwing their doors open to, and their lives and all of that just open to this snake. It's a spiritual snake. According to the Bible, it brings out every evil work. And this snake is called strife. Strife. 
That's the enemy's MO, his mode of operation. His aim is to steal, kill, and destroy. His strategy is to divide and conquer, D-I-V-I-D-E. He wants to break things up, mess with the body of Christ, mess with people who aren't in the body of Christ just because he doesn't want them to get there. And you can see it's working. Just look around. You can get on Facebook. You can have an opinion, but beware if you put it out there. You will get some backlash. There will be people that will agree with you. You can find anybody to agree with you on something at some point. Heaven help us. And Oh, my. It's clear to all to see people are fussing and fighting. Relationships falling apart. Entire groups, people arguing, accusing, hating each other. Hating government policy and, and race and religion. and You know, what's bad enough is most people... There's so many people out there that are followers. They don't even know what they're hating. They just, oh, that's what we're doing. Okay, let's do that. They just follow. Or they hate something because somebody else hates it. They don't really have that. They just, okay, I guess I'm supposed to. People follow blindly. It's a play on emotions. I'm not saying wrong hasn't been done. Wrong has been done. But an eye for an eye, my friend, will make the whole world blind. Some people say it's just a wave. It's a wave, all right, but we need to wave bye-bye to it. Because it's from the pits of hell. See, when people get threatened or they feel like they're being attacked or wounded, they get their mind off. Now, remember what I said before of the snake that's in the grass. The snake that is let go. Because let me say, it's just a diversion. It's a tactic of the enemy. He just wants to pull you in, whether it's emotional. People just get to, you have to agree with that. So you have to agree with that. Just so that you, you get pulled in while the snake is all the while loose. So what is racism? It's when people of one race or, that's hard for me to say this word, ethnic. Say it for me. That's it, ethnicity. That's, see, she's just, she helps me. Now, if I get any letters about that, oh, well. I'm the head of my house. She's just the neck that turns the head. Okay. <laughs> ethnicity. All right. That's when people of one race or ethnicity rise up in hatred against another, and we call that racism. But again, it, it's not a Bible word. The scriptures don't use it because in God's perspective, Racism isn't a thing, it's a spirit. It's a spirit of division. The Greek word for it is D-I-C-H-O-S-T-A-S-I-A, which you ain't even going to get me trying to pronounce that one. <laughs> Indicates, the, this is what it says, it's dissension, division, and sedition. It's the work of the enemy himself, and, and it's all of his little imps that go about doing his divisionary work. Just to spread rumors, just to spread gossip, just to take this wrong point of view. That people... We just end up, we got to know the basis of all this at the root. On the opposite side, God's work is peace, unity, harmony, and joy. If you follow God who is love, the spirit of racism or that spirit of division, it can't deceive you and you don't get pulled in. You see, when you understand truth about races, then you can kill racism at its root. Wisdom and love, perspective and forgiveness, you'll be ready to stand against this divisive spirit. With God, 
Here's our first thought now. With God, there are only two races or two types of people. 1 Corinthians 12, 13. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free, but we all have been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. God never intended for America or Americans to divide up at every chance they get and fight each other. That was not his intention. His dream was always in this land to be a place where we could be free. Cultures of all people and backgrounds could worship him freely together. He wanted a place where people weren't divided in all kinds of different so-called races. As far as God is concerned, the division of those groups, there's only this. There's two races or two types of people. Those who have chosen to be part of the family of God and those who have not. Life or death, heaven or hell, saved or unsaved. It's not about color. It's not about races. It's just he wants everybody in heaven. The true riches are people. He created colors. Come on. He's never divided up mankind on the basis of money, clothing, culture, geography, or skin color. You see, people came up with that and made those divisions. And again, wrong was done. I get it. But the devil has a plan, and he is starting to create a mess. He's been working on it for a long time. But God's dream is for all colors, black, red, yellow, white, brown, all to live godly and to glorify him together. Let's look at heaven. If you're like, I, I, I don't know, PB. Let's look at heaven. Revelation 7, 9, and 10. After this, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language, Standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb, they were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands. And they were shouting with a great roar, Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. God's plan has always been blessing. People coming together through faith and prospering together as one race. Our second thought this morning, you've got to kill racism at the root. You've got to kill it at the root. Mark eleven twenty says, The next morning they passed by a fig tree. He had cursed. Jesus had cursed it. If you know the story, the disciples noticed it had withered from the roots up. They're on their way into town. He looks for figs. It looks like it, has a, it should have figs. It doesn't. He curses it at the root. Goes into town. They come back the next day. The disciples heard him do it. And they say to him, Master, the tree you cursed, it's died from the root up. You see, prejudice and integration are secular words, and the world's been using them for years. Governments have bent over backwards trying to deal with the problem because of prejudice, and they pass integration laws and force people to come together. But these are heart issues, my friend. Some laws are fine as far as they go, I guess, but you know, it doesn't solve the problem because this is a heart issue. Despite some of the best efforts... Strife still continues. Racial strife till, still continues. You can see it all around. And they say, we thought we fixed it. It's a heart issue. You see, they're still fighting because prejudice is still, that's not the root of the problem. It's the result of the problem. It's a heart issue. Prejudice is like the leaves on that fig tree. It's the root of the tree is the spirit of division, and integration by itself won't get rid of it. People can hate one another and still sit side by side. 
You can sit at the front of the bus or the back of the bus, and people can still hate you. They can look at the back of your head and be like, oh, I can't stand you. What do you even do? You know what I'm saying? It's a heart issue. Literally, the person with the problem is a person that's hating. So you got to deal with the spirit of division. The only antidote or cure for hate and division is love. Not just man's love, God's love. You can kill racism at the root by renewing your mind to the love of God. Speak 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 over yourself. Now, I'm going to read it here in just a second, but PK and I do declarations every day. There's some I do over my life. I do them over my kids. My kids don't even, the only kid I have living at home is Maddie. I still declare over my other kids. Still do it. Declare goodness and blessing on their life and wisdom. I declare it over the church. Kim declares things, and so do I, over our nation, over our government. One nation under God. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. You have to predetermine, I'm going to respond in love because you're going to run into some stuff. I'm going, to, I'm going to respond in love. How you live, the words you say, your actions, what you pray about, what you declare. If we stand against that racism, that spirit of division and love, it won't get a foothold. Our third thought this morning, how do we do that? We need to tap into the power source. We need to get the wisdom of God. Now, don't take offense to this, but neither me nor you aren't all that in a bag of chips. You're going to need God's wisdom. Proverbs 4, 7 says, Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do, and whatever else you do, develop good judgment. You see, all this stuff that's going on now, Ethnic groups rising up and this and all this and all that. People are spouting off this and saying this. They say a lot of things of emotion. And they say this and that. And if you say anything that they deem wrong or, or you, they say anything you deem wrong, it just gets to be this finger-pointing match, screaming, yelling, and people get hurt. And in some cases, it's not been good. It's worse than hurt. There is wrong done. But this is the enemy's plan. He's trying to pull you in. He's trying to suck you in. I have people that would just, well, you have an opinion. Let me hear what your opinion is. Let me, let me just say, wisdom. Choose your battle. What does God say? That's what I'd say. Let's just go by what the word says. Let's go by what the word says. So then I can, I can say that anytime and know that I'm right. But, Brett, it's hard. It's just, it's so tempting to react. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying I do it right every time. I don't. But I want to become part of the solution, not part of the problem. So how do we make sure? How do we not fall into that? How do we not just get sucked in? Because have you ever had anybody just come up and all they do every time they come up is just, wah, 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 there's nothing good coming out of their mouth. You just want to go, excuse me, do these look like trash cans? I'm tired of it. 
No, there's, there's things that you'll be, if you don't take part in it, they just don't, they don't do it. Did you know if you don't put any wood on the fire, the fire goes out? For real. There's people who come up and they just want to say this and this and this. If you just go, you know, I have an opinion, you know, I just, just say what the word says. But be wise about it. Now, I'm not saying stick your head in the sand. I'm just saying God will give you the words to say and you can say something that is just, they can't refute it because it's the word of God. Proverbs 4, 7 says, wisdom is the principal thing. And the principal means the first, the highest in rank, importance or value. So get God's take on the situation. That's what matters. When we have his wisdom, nothing that the world is going to do can, I mean, we have the wisdom of God. We know how to navigate that. What has happened to America? We have to go back to the basic. God is the basic. He is the foundation. We have to get back to God. We have to get as a nation under God. We have to repent as a nation. As a believer, we don't have to fight in the fight that just gets messy. We can keep walking in kindness and love because we have an advantage. God in us. you got to understand, you actually, in this time, this is where you get to see this book walked out. You get to see this book walked out. In other words, do you believe what? I believe what the Bible says, Brother Brad. I believe it. Okay, let's walk it together. Because the Bible says, greater is he that's in me. And if God is love and he is in me, then I have the greater thing in me to fight whatever is going on out here. So if I recognize that and I use wisdom, then I can walk in that wisdom and navigate through whatever I'm going through and do it and come out of that thing on top. Our fourth thought, what's love got to do, got to do with it? What's love? Okay. You got to love people. You can be like, I'm a believer, but I just hate people. You're going to have to love God. If you love God, you got to love people because you are the true riches. People are what Jesus died for. And the Bible says in 13.8 of 1 Corinthians, love will last forever. Well, Brett, I don't think they dealt with racism in the Bible. Did they deal with it in the Bible? Yeah, they did. It's very evident between Jews and Samaritans in in Jesus' day. The Jews viewed the Samaritans as half-breeds who were both racially and religiously not on the same level. So they just thought they were not a full person. It's like, you you don't even count. The Samaritans, in turn, hated the Jews. The two groups hated each other so much, they lived in separate parts, and they didn't want anything to do with the other. They wouldn't do anything like the other one. They didn't want any of their traditions or anything. It was all completely separate. Where are we going, America? So Jesus, doing what Jesus does, he deals right at the root. And he tells us the story, and you've heard it since you were knee-high to a grasshopper, the story of the Good Samaritan. 
because he's not supposed to be helping the person he's helping. Do we got any good Samaritans in the building? We got anybody that says, you know what? I don't care what the world says. God's not about the color. God's about the people. What if we were people of God that just loved people and were able to do the things God's told us to do? It was unthinkable at that time for a Jew to consider Samaritans to be his neighbor. But now listen, Jesus knows that, so he's going after the root. They needed a new mindset, a revelation of the truth. I need a new mindset sometimes. You need a new mindset. Sometimes the way we were brought up, we we were brought up and we have the wrong mindset. But because that's all we know, that's all we know. What if we ask God, peel back the onion a little bit, Lord. Show me something that that I'm looking at wrong. Do you get it? You heard me tell the story of the lady that's looking out at her neighbor and says, that woman, she don't know how to wash a clean clothes. She hangs her sheets and stuff out. They're dirty every time she hangs them. Doesn't she know how to wash clothes right? The husband goes out and washes the window, and they're bright as white as ever. The problem wasn't what the lady, it was the problem was the window the lady was looking through. What are you looking through? What are you looking through? What's the filter? If it's anything past God, it's not the right filter. You see, we need to be born again. When we get born again, Jesus changes your nature. Did you hear that? Think about this. This is really cool. This blew me away. I thought about this. I'm like, that is so true because I am a cowboy at heart. Yeah. Glance over there. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's Rocky. Sorry. But anyway, I should be John Wayne. Well, that's a good one, PB. But anyway, check this out. Jesus tells his disciples, he tells them, he says, you know, go into town and you're going to see a colt that's never been ridden. Go tell him I need it and bring him back to me. Now, if you know anything about horses and we've had them, you don't get on a horse that's never been ridden unless you expect to. Yeehaw, ride him, cowboy. I mean, because it's going to need to be broke. Now, listen. But when Jesus sits on The whole nature of the animal changes. That's what happens with us. When we say, God, you come in and you sit on me. You sit inside my heart. You know the sitting place? That's your heart. That's your foundation. Let God sit in there. Let him sit in there. And I'm telling you, then division and racism, you won't be looking at your brother because of his color. You're looking because he's your brother. God, love himself, lives inside you. We can love anyone, anywhere, anytime. We can love the beggar on the street to the braggart in the corner office. Romans 5, 5 says, And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. You see, we've got the Heavenly Father's nature. When you ask Jesus in, it starts changing you. The Bible says old things are passed away. All things become new. Have you ever started watching stuff you used to watch before you knew Jesus? And you start watching it, and before it was like all acceptable, now you're watching it and you're going, 
This is kind of offending me. I'm not feeling real comfortable. Why is that? I'll tell you why it is. Pretty simple. Your nature is changing. You're becoming more and more like him. And that is the goal. If we're like Jesus, Jesus loves you. Red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in his sight. It doesn't matter color. We have all the power to keep all of his commandments because the greater one lives in you. Fifth thought, be others minded. It could be you need to see somebody else's perspective. They might have one that might enlighten you. Philippians 2, 3, and 4. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take interest in others too. Some people might have another opinion than you do. And because it is America, and people do have a free choice, okay. They can have another opinion. You can be like, it's wrong. Okay. Let God deal with that. You just love. You might make choices that maybe I don't like. I can't change that. You have the will to do that. My job, love. Doesn't mean I condone it. Doesn't mean I agree with it. It means I love you. Sometimes we don't understand things, and I'm guilty of this. I'll say something, and I don't mean it, and it's taken wrong. You ever done that? Maybe you said something, and, and, and people are like, oh, that was a comment, or that was this, or that was that, and you didn't mean it that way? Okay, you just have to own that and go, you know what, that, that is not my heart. I didn't mean that. But then be wise and don't go around and just be like, you know what, it doesn't matter because I can always just, no. People matter, but we need to use wisdom. Well, Brett, there are people that actually say things on purpose to offend people, just to stir the pot, just to get people mad. You betcha. There are. But no matter how offensive people might be, we have to become what God wants us to be. We have to not allow ourselves to get offended. We get to, you know, you get to choose that. You can get ticked off. You have the right. You have free will. Doesn't mean it's the right right. But you do have the will. But let me just say this. It is bait of the enemy. It is just to pull you in, to take the trap. They asked me one time to be on a TV show and it was people could call in and ask pastors anything. Probably should have been aware going on to that show. And, and so, and people did, and we answered questions, but there were people that called just to raise havoc. That's all they cared about, just to do this, just to do that. And there were things that were, they were just getting, some of the other pastors on the board were getting all upset and, I just chose to like, okay, I addressed it, but it's just like, I'm not going to wrestle in the mud. Don't need to. Jesus already did all that. Next question. And, and that made him matter. 
But then I just told the guy, I said, probably not a good idea for me to keep appearing on your show. <laughs> but he said, man, our ratings are up. I'm like, wow, imagine that. Uh-huh. But it is a trap, so you need to be aware and just be wise. Here's our sixth thought. We need to forgive. And it is an act of your will. It's an act for you to, I willfully forgive. It's an act of faith. Sometimes you, you have to do it. But do you know your feelings will follow what you believe and, and the way that you enforce? You make the choice. Mark eleven twenty five. 25, when you're praying, first forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. When it comes to winning the war against the spirit of division, forgiveness is one of the biggest weapons you've got. And this is the issue, because we have believers that think it's an option. Show me where that's at. It's not an option. It is a command. You have to forgive. You know what happens if you don't forgive? It hinders your prayers. Your prayers are not effective because you won't forgive. You're not operating. Come on, God is love. You're not operating in love. Well, Brett, there was wrong. People have died. I get it. It's wrong. There's no right in that. But you still have to forgive. Do do you understand? Jesus looked at the thief on the cross on the other side and said, Today, you're going to be with me in paradise. Because that guy said, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. You still have to forgive, it's not an option. It'll block blessing from you if you choose to hold on to unforgiveness. You know, when we forgive, that same power that helps us forgive is the same power that God uses to heal people, that do the supernatural for miracles and things to happen. I believe we're coming into an age where this church will be packed. People will be waiting to come in. The line online will be full. You mark my words. There'll be people going, what is happening? What is going on? It will be the outpouring of God, the power of God for people that truly love him and will say, you know what? I can't condone any of the garbage that's gone on. But one thing I will represent, Jesus Christ to the best of my ability. And we stand on that rock of love. We stand and say, you know what? There are things that you don't even have to answer for. Let God, do you think God will not deal with some of this garbage? He's taking notes, friends. He knows everything that's went on. And he knows the heart behind it. What if you're like, Brett, they hurt me so bad. I can't even stand to look at them. Then you have to obey Jesus. You still have to. You don't have to go on vacation with them, but you got to forgive them. It's about obedience. Here's our last thought. The power of agreement. 1 Corinthians 1.10, I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, to live in harmony with each other. Let there be no divisions in the church, rather be one of one mind, united in thought and purpose. You see, the spirit behind racism is the spirit of division. And we, as people of God's family, we need to be on guard against that. Because the enemy is trying to turn the world upside down. And again, it's just 
the enemy's targeting people that know Christ, believers, splitting, trying to split churches, separate members of the body of Christ. There's people on there announcing this. If you're a believer, you should believe this. If you're this, you should believe that. You should be in, and then they're getting all this. I feel like noise, noise, noise. Jesus said this. Every kingdom divided against it itself brought to desolation and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand we need to wake up as a church as a nation and we need to stand in a united front in not in a hateful way i'm not saying be a a quote quote pansy so to speak i don't want any letters about pansy in us either i'm just i'm just trying to make a point I mean, you can stand firm and strong in your faith, but you can also stand in love. You know what? I just have to go with what God says. Well, I don't agree with that. Okay. okay. You don't have to agree with that. You know, but when we stand before the Lord, we'll let him dish it all. I don't have to. I just have to go, yep, that's what he said. I had people get mad at me because of, I stood that way. I just, you know, when I was working at, uh, um, at Honda, matter of fact, people, how, can you believe, how could you believe that? How can you believe a man could live three days in the belly of a whale and not die? That's stupid. Well, it says it in the book. You believe everything you read? No. You believe everything you read in there? Yeah, that's stupid. Okay, you can think it's stupid. I think it's pretty cool. You know, and I... I, I I heard uh, another story, and mine didn't go quite this way. They said, you believe that happened to this guy who was on a plane? He was a preacher. Or, or actually, he wasn't a preacher. The lady was just a believer, and she said, I do. He said, what if the guy never made heaven, and, and he's in hell? And she said, well, then you can ask him. <laughs> you see, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying do things, although I thought that was pretty clever. But... Uh, <laughs> But I am saying we can love people. You know, sometimes people just want to fight. They just want to call. Let me see if I can get him around. Let me see if I can do You ever have people that just like to push your buttons? They just want to, oh, they know right where to push. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> I can hit you and pray for your healing in a minute. <laughs> and then I can forgive myself. <laughs> you ever feel like that? <laughs> We're going to need some ministry down front later, sis. We'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i mean this is all about it's just us loving people because god loved people you don't have to agree with everybody but you got to love them you got to forgive them and the power of agreement and you're like nobody will agree with me he will will you agree with him because he laid the standard so i just have to set my faith in agreement with him Matthew 18, 19 says, I'll tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. The word agree means to make a symphony together. It refers to harmonizing with one another like instruments in an orchestra. So in the body of Christ, each of us are different. We're each different color, different sizes, different shapes, but we are one body. What is good, the hand without the wrist and the arm? We need each other. We don't have to try to be one. You are one if you're a believer because Jesus died for that. When he said it's finished, he didn't say there's still more to do. It's finished. Every prayer, everything you need, God already took care of it. Racism, that spirit of division, 
needs to go. I'm going to ask you to declare this with me. And I want you just to think about what you're saying. You see, when we're in harmony, the power is so strong, miracles will be done. I believe that the church, we're going to see miracles. And, you know, miracles are done, yes, for the believer, but mostly for the people that are like, oh, my word. Where'd that power come from? Signs of healing and wonder and deliverance. and It's going to happen. We'll see it. I want you to say this with me. Racism, spirit of division. I'm serving you notice in the name of Jesus that my house, my church, my neighborhood, my city are closed to you. I'll not be tricked by you anymore. From now on, I'm not moved by the differences between me and other people. I'm moved by the Spirit of God. My ministry is the ministry of building up people, not tearing down people. I walk in love because God is love. Whether anyone else loves me or not is not my business. I'm going to love them because that's what he told me to do. That's my job, and I'm going to do it. When you make a stand like that, when you say, you know what, that's done. It's done in Jesus' name. I was, I was privileged to go to the, the protest that Marion had. I mean, but it was friendly. I really only saw one spike of negativity through that whole thing. But, you know, most of the people that I talked with most of the time were of a different color than me. And I never thought that that was even a deal because I never looked at them that way. I don't know. It just was kind of like it was. And we looked at each other and we were talking. I'm like, this is crazy. And, and they're like, yeah. I mean, and so we're, I mean, it was just all part. It's just like, but see, my mind wasn't that way. And you know how that is? Because God renews my mind. Because I put God in there. Not that that was never an issue anyway. But what I'm saying is, if that's been an issue, renew your mind. you got to change it. You have to make the steps by your will to put it under the grace and the blood of Jesus. That's it. And if we do that, each pocket of where you're at in your house, in your neighborhood, your neighbors, your communities, your streets, our city will be changed. If one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. He gave us the keys to the kingdom to bind and loose. Let's use them. Let's do it, man. Let's just, I mean, walk your neighborhood some night this week and start binding things. Start binding strife. Start binding division in Jesus' name. Have a block party if you need to. Do whatever God's telling you to do, but do it in love. And start enjoying your life. We're going to turn this thing around. The enemy wants to think this is just going to continue to get worse. And you might say, well, Brett, it might. Well, maybe it will, but nothing can outdo my God. Nothing is greater than my God. My God says I'm an overcomer. My God says I'm the head and not the tail. My God says I'm more than a conqueror. My God says greater is he that's in me. That's my God in me than he that's in the world. My God says that if I put, I can agree and we can bind and we can lose. It's not coming near my house. I've had people come up and go, how have you stayed away from the virus? The virus can't come to my house. It's not allowed. Why? 
I didn't create the law. God did. I just obey it and live in it. And let me just say this. I'm not defunding that. I'm going to let Barney keep his bullet. Because when the enemy comes knocking, you better have something to, to take care of it with. And you know what it is? God. Love. They'll know we are Christians by our love. You can do that. I'm looking at people that are great at doing that. And you've probably been doing it all along. So let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Father, in Jesus' name.